Yo, welcome back to another episode of the AG Sports Podcast. I'm your host, AG, and we are back with another episode. Now, this episode is going to be very special. It's going to be very good because it's every NFL fan's favorite part about the offseason. Well, second favorite part. Free agency opens up, the new year, the new league year opens, so free agents are able to sign. It's the biggest flood besides the NFL draft. NFL draft is always the first favorite, just to see where all the uh, great prospects are going to go. But NFL free agency for the last three seasons has been bananas, has been crazy. So this, this year's NFL free agency has not disappointed at all. A couple of great moves from a lot of teams, a lot of moves, but we're going to cover we're going to cover about 6 or 7 and more of the key moves that I think are going to have a big part of how the 2023-2024 NFL season plays out. All right, so the first move and then always is going to be the biggest move is always going to be the quarterback. So Derek Carr, we all aware who was a free agent last season. Um, just signed four-year deal with the Saints. Four-year deal. And when you look at this from Derek Carr's perspective, you have to think ultimately he goes into the NFC South, entering the NFC South as the best quarterback, hands down, period. No question about it. In this situation, he moves from a division where the Raiders ran, where he was in the division with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. And this division in the NFC South, he's automatically, as soon as he signed that contract, automatically the best quarterback in that division. So good move for Derek Carr, great move for the Saints. Another good thing for the Saints is they got back Michael Thomas. So you retain a weapon, you retain a weapon for Derek Carr. And then also we got to take a look at the other quarterbacks in the NFC South too. Falcons, they have Desmond Ritter, and they just signed Taylor Heineke this offseason. Not a threat to Derek Carr as much. Carolina, who just traded up for the first round, first uh, pick in the first round, don't have a quarterback for real. I mean, they have they signed Andy Dalton, and then they got um they got uh the quarterback they drafted last year, but they're thinking about trading him. And then Tampa, you have Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask. Not a threat to Derek Carr at all. He's just gonna um he's gonna ultimately come in and be the best quarterback in that division. Moving on to Carolina. Carolina traded for the number one pick with the Bears. And the Bears received in that trade DJ Moore, two first rounders, and two second rounders. When you look at this trade for the Bears, the Bears won the trade hands down. You get a weapon for a badly needed weapon for Justin Fields with DJ Moore. DJ Moore is going to come in. He's going to be a number one receiver there. No problem. Number one receiver there. No problem. in uh, Chicago. Then you get a weapon for Fields. And I'm glad this shows everybody shows because there's a lot of questions moving into the offseason. It shows that the Bears are 100% in on Fields. What should have been the case anyway, you put you draft the Fields and you put them into a bad situation, first of all, what the Bears did. But 
now this trade right here, you get two first rounders. You get you be able to get him some offensive linemen. You able the second rounders, you may be able to get some offensive linemen, some defensive linemen, just some some pieces so you can get that offense better and get that defense stronger too. Because that's what the Bears need. And they have they have a good quarterback at the helm. So with those accu with those pieces, with that trade they're able to upgrade their team ultimately. Like, it's a immediate upgrade. Now, for the Panthers on this side of the trade, you got robbed. Now, you need to call the police, need to call 911, hire a private detective because you got robbed. That was terrible. You got one pick, and you traded away your number one receiver, two first-rounders, and two second-rounders for one pick. Grant is the number one pick in the draft, and quarterback is the most important position position in the NFL hands down but trade away your future trade away the best your best receiver to get this first round pick not a good pick not a good trade to me but they do get that first round pick they do get that number one pick and with the trade of DJ Moore they did pick up Adam Thielen and DJ Chark so, in a way, you got 1A and 1B right there. Thielen's kind of older. DJ Chark is young, has a little bit more upside than Thielen. Both of them are very good receivers, but they're not better than DJ Moore. DJ Moore was a very, very great receiver, a top 15 receiver in my eyes in the NFL. But with that Adam Thielen pickup and the DJ Chark pickup, that, that was a good replacement for DJ Moore. So, you got two more weapons for your potential rookie quarterback to come in. Now, it's a lot of questions going around with the number one pick. Who are they going to take? Are they going to take Anthony Richardson? Are they going to take Bryce Young? Or are they going to take C.J. Stroud? I feel like Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, picking them shows, okay, like we need a quarterback right now. And that, that should be the answer ultimately. Like picking them is like, okay, we need a quarterback right now. We need somebody who's going to come in and be able to get us maybe seven to ten wins in the season next year just to show us where we are as a team and stuff like that and show us what pieces we need. Anthony Richardson to me is the quarterback with the, the highest ceiling, but he's going to come in. I don't think he's going to come in and produce right away the way Bryce Young and CJ Stroud would. It's going to be a, it's going to be a little bit of a learning curve for Anthony Richardson, but upside wise ceiling wise, he has the highest ceiling in the, as any quarterback in the draft. He's amazing. His arm strength is phenomenal. He can move around in the pocket. But Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud can do those things, and they can do it at, I say, a little bit more of a higher level. So with the Panthers with that move, is what quarterback do you want to get and how bad do you want to win? Moving on to the next um, free agency move, Geno Smith extended. Geno Smith signed a new contract with the Seattle Seahawks for three years, $105 million. With Seattle, this move shows me, okay, you saw what Geno could do last year. Geno, who's honestly just got drafted into a bad situation with the Jets, so he just re never really could show what he had there because they were just organizationally, they, they were just bad. They were just a bad, they were a bad organization. There was a bad team. They just, in that time, they were terrible. But Geno Smith, three years, 105 million. You lock him up for three more seasons. He's 32 years old, though. That's the only question mark. 
three years. That means we have him locked up for three more years, and you get to see, okay, like what can he do with us for these next three years? And you can go into this year's draft, next year's draft, or the year after draft, and draft his replacement. Now, I feel like the best draft to do to draft his replacement is after you see how he plays this year. Now, I wouldn't draft his replacement in this draft in 2023 or as like or his not his replacement, but his understudy because it's going to be his understudy until the contract runs out. So you see how he plays in the 2023 2024 season. He produces. He plays well. He plays at the same high level he played last year. Then you go into the 2024 draft. And you like, okay, I can look, we can look at a quarterback we can draft in the fifth round or so. We could take a chance on and like we just let him sit under Gino for two years until his contract is up. If he produces again in 2024, then you already have a backup quarterback sitting behind him, somebody that Gino has groomed, so he can potentially be good after Gino leaves. But my biggest thing for the Seahawks with this situation with this signing this contract extension is you just got to watch out for his age then you got to watch out and you got to watch and see if he's going to produce because if he doesn't you draft his quarterback next year I don't think you go into the 2023 uh draft and you go and wait until late rounds you draft his somebody who's going to think his understudy somebody you think is going to be somebody you think is going to replace him. I don't think you do that in 2023 draft after you just sign him to a three-year extension. I feel like the best time to do it is 2024 or 2025, depending on how well he plays. Um, Next QB, we have uh, Jimmy G to the Raiders. Now, this is a bit of a shock um, to everybody in the NFL because – when you get rid of a quarterback who's arguably top 15, top 20 in the league and Derek Carr, the, what the Raiders did, you let him go, you let him walk. You think you're either going to, okay, I'm going to get a young quarterback in the draft. I'm going to trade up and try to get a young quarterback in the draft, or I'm going to get um, a very, 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 very good veteran. Somebody who's proven in the league and not saying that Jimmy G is not proven in the league because Jimmy G is a, Jimmy G is a solid, he's a solid, he's a very good quarterback. He can win. That's that's the biggest thing you take away from Jimmy G, that he's a winner. He's not going to throw you out of the game. He's going he's gonna to help you win. He's going to be that, that quarterback you need to win. He's going to help you win. And that's what it comes down to at the end of the day for Jimmy G. But you don't get rid of a top 15, top 20 quarterback and then go get a top 15, top 20 quarterback again. Just doesn't doesn't make sense to me. And then with this Jimmy G thing, you know that you saw what he did with the Patriots. You saw what he did with the 49ers. You know that you got to have a squad behind him for him to produce at the highest level. 49ers, he had Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. He comes to the Raiders now, and he has Devonta Adams so he has a high level receiver, Josh Jacobs, good running back. But you proceed to trade away Darren Waller, which would be his go-to tight end, one of his basically his second receiver. Well, he would be his, basically his third receiver, his third target because you also do have Hunter Renfro. But you trade away Darren Waller 
that's not a good move to me by the Raiders. You don't trade away Darren Waller. You keep him in that situation so Jimmy G can produce more for your offense. You already see what Jimmy G can do with a full offense when he stays healthy. And that's another big problem with picking up Jimmy G. You got to account for his health. He's been in the league. He's been in the league oh so long, how long? And he hasn't played a full season yet. He always gets hurt. He's not, he's not going to stay healthy. So you got to account for him being out for three to four games every year. And then what you want to do, you want to keep his weapons. And then you get rid of one of his weapons for a third round pick. Like Darren Waller is arguably a top three tight end in the league. And you trade him away for a third round pick, not even a high third round pick, a low third round pick, like that third round pick, the last, basically the last third round pick in the 2023 draft. You trade him away for that. That's not a good move by the Raiders to trade Gray Waller. But what Jimmy G does for you, I don't think it's a bad sign. I don't think it's a great sign. I think it's a it's an okay sign. What Jimmy G does for you, he um still keeps you afloat. He's still you're still a you're still um you're still a playoff contender with Jimmy G, potentially, if you add more pieces on defense and you produce well on offense, you still can be a playoff contender. Still be a team that makes the playoffs. So you keep your team around. And then what you can do with Jimmy G is draft his understudy. You have the uh, Raiders have the seventh pick in the draft. So CJ Strout, Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, most likely going to be gone by the seventh pick. So that leaves Will Levis, another quarterback after that. I say Will Levis is the next best move after those three quarterback so you could draft a will levis or you can draft who the, whoever the fifth best quarterback is in the draft and you sit him behind jimmy g for a season and jimmy g when jimmy g get hurt that rookie quarterback is going to be able to come in and play for you you're going to see what you have with that rookie quarterback or jimmy g gets hurt long term and that rookie quarterback is not good at all you move on to next year and i'm not i don't i don't promote taking at all or losing on purpose or anything like that. But Caleb Williams sounds like if you if you starting off, if you start off the season, the Raiders start off the season not so well, let's say like one and six, one and seven. Jimmy G's not doing well at all, which I don't think is going to happen. I only think that's going to happen if he gets hurt and the rookie quarterback they draft or their backup quarterback comes in is completely terrible. So if your backup quarterback's in or the rookie quarterback's in, he comes in, he's playing terrible. You just continue to lose. You rest Jimmy G and or you get ready to trade away Jimmy G because you know Caleb Williams is in next year's draft and you can get him. Then your quite then your quarterback search is over because Caleb Williams is one of the most high level college quarterbacks in college football right now. Arguably one of the best like quarterbacks we've seen. Like he he has that Patrick Mahomes type ceiling, like in college already. You can see the way he moves and moves around. Caleb Williams is amazing. You see the way he moves, you see the way he throws the ball, you see what he does. So 2024 draft, you could look at him for that if ultimately like nothing goes well with the Jimmy G. But if Jimmy G stays healthy, that that gets you around and you have some you keep the pieces you have around him. You add another tight end. Uh you get the get your offensive line a little bit up and you keep your defense and you uh, upgrade your defense to a higher level. 
then you're in the 10, you're in the, I say you're in the 10 to 12 win mark next year. That's how many games you should win 10 to 12. If Jimmy G stays healthy, he can't do it. I don't think he's going to do it, but he can't do it. But the takeaway really from the Raiders trading Waller away, it's a terrible trade the Raiders made, but Giants who have had a quiet but loud offseason haven't made a lot of free agency moves, but they brought a lot of people back, which is good. So the Giants get Darren Waller for basically a bag of chips. Then they re-sign Darius Slayton, which is good. You get a long-term deal with Daniel Jones. I'm going to come back to that Daniel Jones move, but and then I'm going to explain a couple of other uh, moves the Giants made. So you franchise tag, get Daniel Jones' long-term deal done. Franchise tag, Saquon Barkley. Then you get a safety from your division rival, Bobby McCain, who's somebody that can come in and produce in the slot and in a safety way. So that's pretty good. You did what you had to do. You got it done. That That's a good offseason for the Giants. But touching on this Daniel Jones thing, Daniel Jones came y'all y'all told the Giants told Daniel Jones to prove it this year last season and that's what he did he proved that he can uh help this team make it to the playoffs when he has the right pieces around him when he's healthy and he has good coaching now I don't think this makes Daniel Jones Daniel Jones proved that he could play well in the system and he does still he made some mistakes last year but he still ultimately like had a really good season last year so Four years, $160 million for Daniel Jones. Price tag's a little bit too high for me, but that's what he was asking for. And like I've said many a times before, not just on this episode, but episodes in the past, quarterback is the most important position in the NFL, and you have somebody who is potentially a top 20 quarterback in the league, you can upgrade, but if you have him on your roster, you keep him. And Brian Dable is such a great coach. And what they did last year with the run game and the play action in the pass game was really well. They did it really well. So, granted, you can have an, a better quarterback, but if you're able to run your offense that well with Daniel Jones, then you keep Daniel Jones and you let him play. So, Giants, great move, great trade, great way to get Waller. Um. Last but not least, I want to touch back on this the Bears, and then we got one more thing to talk about. Um, Bears have been making good moves. Um, I just said they traded, they traded number one pick, and they got picks back, and they got DJ Moore. Then you pick up Tremaine Edmonds, who's going to solidify your defense in the middle, and then another linebacker, TJ Edwards, who played for the Eagles last year, who can come in and play beside Tremaine Edmonds too. The Bears like I said before, have made a lot of good moves. They made these couple of good moves, so that's good for the Bears. And then with these draft picks, like I said before, you can come back and get those receivers. Um, One of the more bigger trades this offseason was um we knew it was going to happen. Jalen Ramsey was probably going to be on the move, but we didn't know where to. Um, Dolphins are trading a third. They traded a third-round pick and Hunter Long for star safety, Jalen Ramsey. The Dolphins add 
Jalen Ramsey to a defensive back room who's already really talented. So that's really good for the Dolphins. And then for Jalen Ramsey, you get to go to a team who is on the cusp of doing something big, but Tua's health scares me a little bit because if he keeps getting the uh, con- concussions, they're going to uh, shut him down. But you do come to a team who can potentially be a playoff contender, a team who could play well, and a team you can do something with. So good move for Jalen Ramsey, good move by the Dolphins. Um, The Rams are kind of going to a rebuild mode right now, but that's not going to necessarily slow them down completely. I feel like they're still going to produce a little bit next season, but not as – not as a high level as they have they've done in the last couple of seasons. But ultimately, great trade by the Dolphins. Um, another DB trade, defensive back on the move. This is kind of older DB, but this is gonna be good for the team that got him. Coates traded uh Stefan Gilmore to the Cowboys for a fifth round pick. Um, what I look at this trade and I see, and I see a veteran quarterback, a veteran cornerback, excuse me who at one point was the best cornerback in the league. Hands down, no debate that at one point in his career while he was in his prime, Stephon Gilmore was the best cornerback in the league. Then you have a young up and rising Trevon Diggs. You get Stephon Gilmore there. You bring him in who's somebody who could still play and also who can help Trevon Diggs tweak a couple of things. Not saying Trevon Diggs is bad at in any thing but like we've seen these type of defensive backs before like Trevon Diggs is a ball hawk he can get to the ball quick you throw it in his vicinity while he's there nine times out of ten he's going to pick it off but his technique and coverage can use a little bit more tweaking that's something Stephon Gilmore can come in there and help him do so by by the Cowboys getting him in this trade that was really good for the future of your defensive backs room and for somebody who can come in and produce for the next couple of seasons um last but not least i didn't really want to talk about this until they got it done but it's not a done deal yet but it's kind of a done deal they're just working out the um the logistics of the trade um aaron Rodgers, we all know who's been on uh he said he went on a dark retreat for like five to four five days four nights um just to figure out if he wants to play football again. Apparently, when he went on the Pat McAfee show, he said he was um he didn't he basically was in the dark retreat coming out expecting like, okay, the Green Bay's gonna have me back regardless of what the decision I make. And then he came out of the dark retreat and he's hearing all these reports that, you know, um they're Green Bay's gonna grow with Jordan Love, which I think is the better decision ultimately. But they're going to roll for Jordan Love. So he was like, he going to roll with Jordan Love. So he was like, okay, well, I guess I can go to the Jets. Um, It's been a lot circling around this, though. It came out at one point that Aaron Rodgers had a wish list of getting Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, OBJ, and then uh, I think it was Mercedes Lewis. A wish list of players for the Jets to pick up to – um make him want to be traded there because obviously as Aaron Rodgers is um controlling this in a way I don't know why they let him do this all the time um Aaron Rodgers is a diva to me but that's besides the point but 
the Jets can get a quarterback right here who is going to produce and play well for at least the next two seasons. Aaron Rodgers is definitely getting old, though. So I say two seasons. Three seasons is the max. I say two seasons is given that Aaron Rodgers plays with the Jets until he retires. Two seasons are a given. Three years is definitely the max. So they also picked up Alan Lazard. So they get a weapon. And they also have Garrett Wilson. Um, have running backs. So the Jets are definitely up and coming. Just once would they get this Aaron Rodgers thing figured out, I, I'm going to say it's going to be a, a solid trade for them, but they also need to draft his understudy, which Aaron Rodgers seems to have a problem with all the time. So that might be an issue. Or you... It's a lot you can do with this Aaron Rodgers trade that potentially is going to happen that hasn't happened yet. They're just waiting for everything to be figured out. But Aaron Rodgers... It was what's really controlling this because they, everybody was waiting for him to make his announcement if he was going to retire, if he wanted to play, stay with Green Bay, if he wanted to play for somebody else. So we have to wait for all the logistics of the trade to come out and get out and for them, the both teams, to agree on it. But looks like Aaron Rodgers is heading to the Jets. Solid move for the Jets, but not amazing, though. Um, okay, that's it for this episode. Uh, first wave of free agency is over. So next wave, you should have a couple of more signings, a couple of more players. Um, uh, curious to see where Odell Beckham goes. It's not going to be for where he wants. What the, the price tag is not going to be where he wants it to be, but it's going to be something. So Odell Beckham still can produce for the next couple of seasons. So that's going to be a good move for whoever, whatever team gets him. But with this, uh, first wave free agency this is my uh, recap of it um tune back in nba playoffs are right around the corner so i'm gonna do my nba playoff predictions as soon as the nba season ends then second wave of free agency and um let me know if y'all want me to do a mock draft probably gonna do the top 10 picks but let me know if you want the mock draft